Hi everyone, welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. Uh, my name is Max Peterson. I'm the CEO of Smith & Sons Remodeling Experts Canada. Uh, and I'm just, uh, look, I wanted to put out a quick, it's Friday here and uh, just had a bit of a thought. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm chatting to general contractors all the time, um, always at different levels, guys from different backgrounds and and uh, different skill sets. But, you know, I, I often think that, you know, how is it that we sort of maintain our momentum in our business, you know, as independent general contractors? And so, you know, something that come to mind, I, uh, I, I often do a lot of travel well up until sort of recent events. Uh, I used to travel back from, uh, from, from Canada to Australia for business two or three times a year. So I, I actually, I really love uh, getting in aeroplanes. I don't like sitting in airports, but I don't mind being on aeroplanes uh, and you know, one of the things that fascinates me, you know, is just how they get that enormous aircraft off the ground. And, uh, so the, the flip side, and I know this might be a little bit, uh, polar opposite, but, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of these air, air crash investigations and things like that, because it, it really does intrigue me as to why things go wrong. And as I would watch, you know, air crash investigation, um, it's amazing how that after you watch 20 or 30 episodes of this show, there's some fairly standard things that go wrong. And more often than not, uh, it's it's really down to human error. It's funny how, uh, you know, obviously they can automate and, and sort of create so many smart systems within these aircraft, but ultimately the human still has, you know, a lot of the final say. And so, you know, one thing that stood out to me there one day as I was watching one of these episodes was, was uh, you know, a pilot needs three things. He needs altitude, airspeed, and a very good idea. And, um, and you know, I thought to myself, you know, as I watch these, these programs and understand that even a trained pilot, and I've, I've got a cousin who's an air traffic controller in Brisbane, uh, I've got a buddy here in uh, the Okanagan who's actually a pilot for WestJet. And, you know, after spending some time just conversating around, you know, what they do for a living and what they see and maybe what the public doesn't see but they do, uh, it's interesting that it is, you know, it, there is definitely uh, the human plays a big role in some of these uh, accidents or near misses even. And so, you know, I, I love to watch these programs because they have a lot of systemized approach. You know, when they, when they get in there, they do a pre-takeoff a pre uh, takeoff check and, and, of course, even when they're shutting down, they're running off checklists. And so as a builder coming from, uh, you know, running through an apprenticeship, we really, I didn't even hear the word checklist till probably I got into my own business. And I think, you know, we, we as general contractors, we do not understand. And, you know, at the end of the day, we don't know what we don't know. So unless you've got a coach or a mentor who can at least pave some of the way in front of you and demonstrate and show you what maybe you're not doing or you don't know of uh, in the way of systemizing, you, you're never really going to get off off the ground. And, you know, I think if you are, you know, if you're in the business and you're doing a million dollars a year, you know, I'm sure there's guys and gals right now that go, geez, I wish my general contracting company was doing a million dollars in revenue. But I'm telling you, it's it's not necessarily how much, you know, revenue you do. It's really gross profit is super important. You know, that's what we've got to focus on. So your markup percentages have got to be calculated in accordance with what it takes to run your business, but you still got to make sure that your net profit is somewhere between 12 and 15%. 10%, okay. If you're into single, single digits as, as net profit, you're basically going out the back door, you're going broke. So you need to be up over 10%, probably closer to 12 to 15. 
and it's amazing. So when I'm when I when I look at the similarities between what a pilot needs and he kind of needs altitude, airspeed, and a very good idea in the event that something goes wrong. So if the pilot notices there's something up. Uh, his way of handling things will be determined by the amount of altitude that he has under him, the amount of airspeed that he has, and what he's going to do is going to be really uh, subject to those couple of criteria. So you as a, as a builder or a general contractor running a building company, you know, you've got to look at your situation and go, where are the biggest deficits? Do I have good airspeed? Do I have good altitude? If you've got good airspeed and good altitude, then you're probably going to be able to, you've got more time to make decisions that are going to affect your business uh, positively. If you are like, uh, what was that pilot's name who landed that plane in the Hudson River? If you're like that guy, very little airspeed, uh, and because he was already on the climb, he was only on the climb, and of course he didn't have much altitude. So there's your two. If you're at thirty thousand feet or forty thousand feet, and you're doing nine hundred kilometers an hour ground speed, you've got good altitude and good airspeed. Um, now you've just got to come up with that good idea in the event that something's gone wrong. But you, as a general contractor, what we need to do is we need to take a look at what it is that we're doing that maybe got us there. And, and question the fact that is it going to be able to carry us to actually the, the destination that which we want to land? So if you get halfway across the Pacific Ocean on your way to Brisbane from Vancouver, then, um, you know, if you're only halfway, probably there's not enough altitude and airspeed to take you there if your engine's, is, if your engine's cut out, if both engines fail. And so, you know, I think a lot of the time as general contractors, we have got to assess our situation fairly honestly uh, because if we do not... Look, I don't think there's anything majorly tragic. I mean, if, if you run out of cash and you run out of bank and you go broke, well, that's going to mess your life up for a little while. Um, but it's certainly, you know, it's certainly not going to, uh, it's not going to take your life like a, like a, you know, crashing an airplane would. But I think, you know, what happens is, and we get this also not so much in, in sort of uh, from pilots, but certainly whenever you go on a long drive, and I'm sure you've done lots of driving and you understand that fatigue is a killer. And I think for general contractors, we get so fatigued running our business year in, year out, year in, year out, and and really not achieving the goals that we would like to. And then we become disillusioned. Then we get pissed off at the industry. Then we start getting you know, chewing out our, our subcontractors. We start losing staff because we're not able to sell jobs. We start to hate clients. Like there's fatigue is the killer. And I think further to that disillusionment with how you're doing business uh, certainly does uh, really affect us emotionally. And of course, the way we start thinking will determine how we feel and how we feel really uh, affects our activities and our actions. And so, you know, I think we've got to go back at some point. Uh, you need, you, you have to ask yourself the question, is what I'm doing going to get me there? Or is what I've been doing is what I've been doing for the last five or 10 years? And do I now need to sort of seriously look inwards and go, what do I need to change? Now, I know from you know someone that's been around the industry for 32 years, it, it's just not on the shelf. You just can't go out and buy that. And so you know, I congratulate you if you've been listening to you know podcasts. I congratulate you if this is your first podcast for business for builders that you're listening to. Um, but you certainly need to start asking yourself the question: If you're not content, if you're just super happy with the way your business is going, then like high five. That's 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 a great thing. It's a good thing you've. You know, but I'm telling you, don't get comfortable or, you know, get, don't be complacent because things in the industry change. And so you really need to be always, if you're not busy growing, you're busy dying. And so you need to keep that momentum up. You need to keep moving. You need to be redefining, reinventing. 
and uh, you know creating some more business within your business. Uh, I think that's a healthy thing to do uh, because you will get taken out uh, by your competition. I think I talked recently on how I go about trying to put myself out of business on a daily basis. What is the competition going to do to put me out of business? What can they see that I can't see? What, where, where am I losing my competitive advantage? And so, you know, I think what we've got to do is if we get to that point and, you know, I don't know what time of the year that is, you know, maybe the end of the year, maybe as we roll towards, uh, you know, we're rolling into fall and then, of course, into winter, maybe that's your time where you take stock, you sit back and you ask yourself those hard questions about, you know, your business and where you're going. But really, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, you've got to maintain some level of creative because, uh, or sorry, maintain some level of commitment because commitment, uh, creative follows commitment. So in other words, if you say, well, I want to, I want to have a business that does a million dollars a year that generates after all expenses, 120 or $150,000 in net profit, then that what happens is that commitment that you make towards that goal you start to get creative. You start to hear things. Maybe you start doing some research. Maybe you start trying to evaluate what you're doing. Maybe you've got staff in your business that have got to go because they're toxic, um, you know, and, or maybe you've got to change your, your method of recruitment, the way you recruit, the questions that you ask, money, maybe even the money that you pay. Uh, maybe you've got to increase that. And so this is why, you know, it's so difficult for general contractors, not because the information's not out there, but everybody's business is different. So being able to formulate a custom approach to the way you do it, you're probably not, or the way you need to do it, you're not going to go and just walk into a, you know, uh, you know, a store and pick that off the shelf. And so, you know, I know that with a lot of my guys that I'm dealing with and working with, they're all at different levels. You know, some are very bullish, some are a lot more shy. Um, you know, some are, are less aggressive, some are more aggressive, some are more optimistic than others, you know, so it's very much every time I'm talking to the, the team of general contractors that we have in the Smith & Sons group, I've got to be very aware as to who I'm chatting with. And so, you know, I, I think with, uh, you know, with, with your business, it's, it's really, it talks about the pain, you know, if the pain of change is less than pain, the pain of staying the same, then you need to consider and contemplate figuring that out. And look, if you've done it the same way for five years, smell it, wake up and smell the coffee. It's not working. You've got to change something. So, you know, and, it, and until I could have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you, there's, I got no, I'd be speculating all day long. I could tell you everything that we're doing and I still may not even hit the mark. But, you know, I think if you're a general contractor like me who did an apprenticeship as a carpenter and then got a, a builder's credential, let's say, and went out and got a builder's license and now you're building new homes as well as doing renos, we are really clutching at straws as we move forward. So, uh, you know, you might be somebody that's an excellent builder. You can, you know, the way you build a home, the product that you deliver at the end of the day is awesome. You may even go back one step further. You may even enjoy the sales process, talking with clients, going through each, all of the selections, putting together, you know, the project. But you know that you fail in a couple of areas like, uh, you know, business management, business development, maybe your marketing, you're relying too much on word of mouth, and you're not actually building a brand and you're not building a reputation digitally and you know that it's not sustainable because this is the thing you know what what we do at Smith and Sons for our general contractors is we've got i don't know 6 or 8 or 10 client testimonials that you know we got to go next week down to uh, Nanaimo and shoot two more video testimonials on behalf of our general contractor down there and it's those types of videos, those types of testimonials from clients that do a lot of the heavy lifting for our GCs. 
But it's, you know, if I left that up to each of my general contractors to do that, matter of fact, we've got one penciled in for Edmonton as well. If we left that up to the general contractors, it would never get done. And so I don't expect them to do stuff. So that's some of the advantage. What our guys have done is they've taken stock of what they've been doing for the last five or 10, 15 years, whatever the case may be. And they've realized that if I keep doing the same thing, I'm only going to get the same result. And so what they've had to do is they've really had to sort of consider, do they want to go around the mountain again, stay on the hamster wheel and, and get to the end of next year, 2022, and really not have progressed any further. And I'm telling you, if you're doing a million dollars a year and you're only, making, you're only marking up by 15%, by the time you take your wages out, there's not a lot left for you. And that's sad because that means unless you change something, that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. So you know, you might have some altitude, you might have some some time in the game and you might have a fairly good reputation, but something inside of you saying, I've just got to get an, the other part of my business sorted and organized because if I don't, I can't, I'm going to hit a ceiling. I'm consistently, I'm doing the same revenue every year. I'm not getting off the tarmac. I'm not getting altitude. And, you know, I say this to a lot of the guys that I chat with, the more you learn, the more you earn. Your attitude to work... Your attitude determines your altitude. And so, you know, it's super important that those sorts of mental fundamentals, you know, understanding mentally where you're at and where your deficiencies are. And I talked to a lot of the guys about doing gap analysis and and really looking for the deficiencies in their systems, doing a performance review. Are they running a high-performance business across the board or are they, you know, they're a high-performance uh, builder as far as construction is related, but they're very low performance in their in their their business in the office. And so you've got. I think it's all about you know balancing the the business. There's no point in having. It's almost like your general contractor is a vehicle, and but your four wheels they've all got to be balanced. You can't you know have no air in one tire if that's your office management side, and and then the other three have got. Uh, you know, good air in them because you, the car is not going to handle, it's not going to make speed, it's not going to produce the result that you want. And so, you know, I think that's that's really the point, uh, you know, of today's podcast is, you know, taking stock, having a listen, you know, to what you're, what you're saying to yourself, what are the biggest frustrations and really trying to figure out uh, what your next move is. And so, you know, I, I know that, you know, talking to it to, to me about, a franchise in the general contracting world is certainly unorthodox. It's it's not as common uh, in the building game as maybe what it is in the hospitality. But I'm telling you, with what we do when we join forces, I'm telling you, everything that we do is what general contractors don't do. We have a systemized approach to sales. We have business development systems within each of the general contractors as it relates to estimating, quoting, uh, project management, contract administration, change orders. All of these boxes are ticked to give you the ability to leverage. Tools give you leverage. If you were to cut everything with a handsaw, it would take you forever to cut studs for a new home. But you do it with a skill saw or you do it with a, you know, a chop saw. All of a sudden, the tools give you leverage because what they do is they create speed. And what we want is, you know, if you're going to go and grow a business and you want to scale up a business, you're going to need more, you're going to need more inquiry, a, an expeditious way and a scientific way of handling those new inquiries. You're going to be able to, uh, you're going to need to be able to have tools to enable you to project manage uh, maybe a half a dozen projects or more. Uh, and then you're going to have to have the ability to be able to liaise with more vendors, more suppliers, more subcontractors. So, to be able to do two or three or four or $5 million a year, 
you've got to be able to then recruit good talent as well. So don't get me started on culture and the importance and the influence that has on your bottom line as well. And so you can see that as I'm just waffling on a little bit, you can just see that it really is for one person, one guy, one gal, to be able to sort of get all of that understanding, especially if you if this is all new to you, then you, you, you won't know where to start. Smith & Sons has been around this game for 13 years. We've got close to 100 general contractors who have joined forces with Smith & Sons. We are not experimenting on the Canadians or the North Americans. This is a very scientific approach to construction, and it is exactly what you need to complement your existing construction expertise. If you've got any questions, email me, max at businessforbuilders.ca. You can uh, you know, leave a comment below, and we will uh, promptly respond to that. Uh, you can uh, you can give me a, you can send me a text at two five zero two four one double eight double six. I'd encourage you to uh, subscribe. We put one of these out every week, and we just love to help the general contracting community. Go and build a kick-ass business. I'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.